for turning into the fifth episode of Bits and Beyond, presented by student alumni relations cell Bits Pirani. I'm Namar, a member of Anchor and your host for this episode. With our podcast this Pride Month, we aim to encapsulate some of our alumni's fantastic moments over their journeys of making it big and acclaimed mates. Mr. Roda graduated in 2010 with a bachelor's in mechanical engineering, followed by a master's in business administration from IIM Ahmedabad. Welcome to Bits and Beyond Rohan. Thanks a lot for joining us in that podcast. Thanks, thanks, Naman, for for this warm welcome, and and really appreciate uh, being given the opportunity to talk to everybody here. So let us start with the first question of the evening, without any further ado. So, Bits has always bespoken providing a platform to choose, inculcate, and relieve all your interest. While at Bits, you served your tenure as a member of Stuka, which is 2009. So, how was your experience going, and what are the lessons you took from it? Oh, uh, for me, my experience at Stuka and being a part of the Department of Sponsorship and Marketing, it was quite amazing in the sense that uh, at that point of time, we did not even have laptops. All of us didn't have laptops uh, with us, and and for for us being a part of a department like spawns was like being a part of a family where we spent a lot of time just doing random stuff like building structures for for the festival uh putting up posters holding sessions with people who would come on campus going to sponsors so a lot of this was was done as a charade to keep us busy and occupied but when i look back and and it was just amazing fun and we loved Learned a lot as well. So, from a perspective of how do you sell an idea to how do you manage teams to how do you also handle, say, issues of administrative issues on campus, professors, all of that. It was a great learning experience. It was great fun, and all in all, extremely wholesome. So, yeah, that sounds like the answer. Thank you for answering that. So, moving on. So, we all know that bits. Is a place where seniors are always available to share their experiences, and even professors are always more than happy to share their knowledge. So, how would you summarize your four years at uh, Bits, and how did it help you shape you as an individual as well as in terms of your career? I'm just going back in my head and trying to remember all the moments where those priceless moments where I was where I was uh, treated by my seniors and. Uh, those opportunities where I I got to, with the professors and how those experiences really led me to do what I what I'm doing right now. So actually, when I look back at my four years at Pitts Pilani, there were two aspects to it. One aspect was being absolutely diligent at academics because at the end of the day, your your GPA is is. Is important no matter you attend classes or you do not attend classes. By hook or by crook, you need to get your GPA for your placements and and all of that. So for me, that was one big part. And therefore, therefore, I was I was very regular to classes to be really honest. And I was always reaching out to professors to understand how we could do better. And the other aspect was like I mentioned in my in my previous comment, it was about how do you really grow as an individual? How do you do something beyond your academics? So for me, that was where 
uh, department of sponsorship and marketing became a really important part of my life oasis became a really important part of my life seniors through spons became a like very important part of my life and spending time with my seniors day in and day out was extremely memorable uh, where you daily interaction then it wasn't as if they were sitting down and making you give you giving you a lot of gyan it was just random chit chats where you were picking up uh, indelible learnings from what they had done and what they had learned one of like i clearly remember one of my seniors uh, taught me something very basic about team management i mean even when when i was in my second year and i was looking up to my leaders and spons they they taught me how uh, you really look at what everybody is bringing to the table and it might seem quite quite gyan worthy right now but that's still stuck in my mind i mean when i look back and i see how everybody in spons used to come together a 50 member team and really build out this festival and then at a larger level everybody from different departments would come together as as a whole union to deliver oasis or even akuji or even um, the sports fest it was how everybody was putting in their way to build out something much larger and deliver for the end goal so yeah for me those two aspects when i look back fit really perfectly well as to getting your cats right and doing all of that and then getting your your just personal growth in terms of doing stuff on the sidelines and doing something bigger that's great i think that is something that every bitch in experiences and uh, like you talked about how we even learn from our club and department events i think that's a perfect segue to our flight so you had worked at performance india before so performance india which is performed by merging legacy brands convenix and desertrex is india's largest performance marketing agency so rohan before co-founding award you have served as the associate director of performance marketing and director of growth at performance so does your work life at performance contribute to the founding of evolve and what is the best part about the work culture that you would like to employ at your company i think very interesting question and actually there are two questions in this so i'm going to i'm going to break it into two parts the first one is about uh, my own journey i don't think so so i'm going to get into how performance in monix uh, resulted into my joining or uh, founding uh, evolve and the second part is about work culture uh, so let me let me take up the first part first before joining so so the genesis of evolve started even before performance it it, it happened when i was at cadbury cadbury india so called mondlees which is my first workplace after my mba and that's where i was a sales manager in bihar and leading a team of about 40 people and delivering delivering uh, revenue uh, targets for 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 cadbury india in in a territory and that's where i learned a very important skill that i think is very critical for everybody and we 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 imbibe it in some way or form uh, at some point of our life which is sales right so really going out and selling a product service marketing and even every day we are just trying to trying to really um sell some part of even today when i'm when i'm talking to investors i'm selling an idea of evolve what i'm selling what evolve is right now so i i really learned how to do sales at monlees but but when i saw the world around me changing i realized that digital was the way to go and i was really interested in 
in in not traditional businesses but digital businesses that's when i decided that hey what would sales and revenue mean in terms of a digital business and that's why i moved to performix which which handles user growth acquisition and revenue for digital businesses and it was important for me to understand channels for reaching out to consumers understanding users through their digital behaviors and that is why i think performix played a very very important role for me and i it, it gave me a very strong foundation to run it to to now be a part of to found evolve which is a which is an app which is has uh, which is a completely digital business um, and and i'm completely indebted to performix for giving me that experience of being able to 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 understand users on digital channels to grow and to acquire users uh, on 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 digital channels to answer your second um, second part i i was actually very fortunate to work at performance which has one of the best work cultures and the best best managers that i've had uh, i i i think it has great work life balance it has a, a great uh, trust in its employees and and i think the third part for performance is that the culture of how um of how everybody is made to made to really feel like a team is done very consciously so those are three aspects that that i would like to invite in what i'm building right now in terms of saying hey can we can we have a really great work life balance where we ensure people are taking leaves of at least two to three weeks um uh after they've gone through stretches of time where they've given out given a lot of their um their best i, I mean evolve is about mental wellness and and having a great work life balance is one of the keys to having great mental health so i think work life balance is one of the most important things that that is on my uh, agendas as we build evolve the second is giving people autonomy and ensuring that you trust people to build out what what even if they're making mistakes what they set out to so giving autonomy and having trust on on people to to really do their have their own learning groups take their own time giving them the patience to to take their own journeys even in a corporate setup i think it's extremely critical and it can go a long way in in setting up careers and setting up the success of a company in building great organization and the third one like i mentioned was creating a culture of a team and i mean performix had a lot of uh, competitions like we had something called as the monix premium premier league we had a music night like like in milani it was also there was in performix i think choosing or finding ways in which you can get people together bound and finding those locations will become critical i uh, we are still a small team at evolve we are close to about 10 to 15 people right now but as we scale uh, i think that becomes an important challenge for us as well uh, that sounds really good so join us to- join us i mean that's an open offer to everybody who's listening to join evolve reach out to me if you're interested i mean sorry for the not so sorry sorry for not being so sorry <laughs> definitely you are going to see a lot of series after this <laughs> so let's talk about wall then so your venture wall has been making its name in the healthcare uh, it has been voted as google place based on 2021 so congratulations for that 
So, head back to the start. Uh, how did you meet the founder Anshul Kamath, and how did the brainchild be behind evolve shape into reality? I mean, that's also a very interesting story because Anshul and me met actually at a wine tasting event in Bombay, and we just bumped into each other. We started talking about what he was doing, and he was he was thinking about of doing of setting up a a personal growth slash mental health company. And I, when I heard about that, I was very intrigued and very interested to understand what he was up to. Um, that's when he was also looking out for somebody to help him on on marketing and use of growth and acquisitions. So this was back in 2019. So we took about one and a half years as as acquaintances. Then we started playing tennis. We became friends, and I think slowly yet surely, I. I jumped onto the bandwagon, and I was like, "If this is something that I'm very passionate about, this is something that could create a larger impact. This is a problem that we're going to face increasingly in the next five to ten years, and that's something that I I want to solve. And it's very close to my heart because I've lost somebody who's very close uh, to suicide and depression, and um, it was it just gets my spiritual energy very high whenever I think about what I'm doing. So yeah." That's how. That's my journey of of joining Evolve and doing what we're doing right now. Did I answer the question completely, or were there other nuances to the question? No, that sounds perfect. Uh, the way you made Anjun and you became friends, that's really sweet. Uh, it also brings out, uh, like you mentioned, the story behind it. It also brings out the importance of mental health and mental health awareness. So. There's a lot of stigma and ignorance centered around mental health right now. It is an obstacle that we still have to overcome. Those uh, two, fourteen percent of Indians require an active mental health intervention. So under these conditions, mental health-based applications bridge the gap between accessible treatment for all. So, what is your take on the budding opportunities in this field and innovations that might spring up? I think sky is the limit when it comes to mental health. I think there is there is a lot of scope for technology to disrupt mental health, and it is just the start. We need the best of the brains across the globe to be really looking at solving this fundamental challenge. And as we speak, like you mentioned, forty eight percent have have talked about having like the numbers are astounding in terms of and and. There, in spite of there being so much stigma attached to it, I think the problem there is there is no doubt about a a big problem, right? Where this breaks, where actually the logic breaks is the is the problem of how subjective right now mental health is, right? Like think about mental health and how you measure mental health. Right. If I tell you, if you, if I ask you, how are you doing? Can you put a number to it? No, right. Like there are there are surveys, there are psychometric tests that are there. Is, there is something called as a GAD seven. There is a PHQ nine, a WHO five. These are generic tests which are done to try and understand how you're doing on a scale of say one to fifty. Or there are different scales that measure your mental health, right, to determine whether you're going through an illness. The challenge that exists with such scales is that they are very subjective. They vary. Uh, they vary with there is the recency bias. So if you've had a great meal and if you do a survey, this survey would change. 
secondly they are very episodic you can't do these every day you can't do it every second one of the fundamental challenges with mental health is that it is not objective right how you feel is not objective i think inherently there is a lot of research that is happening on how you can make mental health objective and measurable and like autonomous and passive like i'm walking and i know how i'm doing but that is that is still it can be when you hear it for the first time it can still be disturbing it can it can still be like how would you do that and is that even possible but there is a lot of research there's a field of research that's happening and that for me is one of the foundations for for how we can bridge or disrupt uh, mental health technology right the second challenge on mental health is how so so the second challenge is around looking at mental health not only when it becomes an issue but looking at mental health as wellness as well so moving from the spectrum of of illness to then wellness and even looking at mental as as a is as something that you would do for your wellness on a daily basis that's also that's also a shift that people need to do and that's happening right uh, uh people go to the gym not because not because they are facing issues but because it's a part of their wellness and they want to feel better so that's also a shift that we will see slowly happening and technology i think can play a huge role in terms of enabling mental health to be viewed as a as a wellness aspect in a use in in somebody's mind so i think these are couple of changes that i foresee happening that can fundamentally reduce the and, and and like i said these are just the starting points there is there in each of nuanced nuanced segments of mental health there is there is so much that can happen and that is already uh, also in in progress that that we 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 can only wait to see okay so you mentioned that there are many challenges so mental health itself is a topic of such a high importance but when we talk about uh, specific communities for example lgbtqi community so there is a large pool of interactive therapies available when it comes to choosing how to you know the methodology adjusts to the issues however when we are looking for such a diversified group it could be it could pose more challenges so how does evolve see to the needs of the user and adapt accordingly yeah so i think like you mentioned accessibility is one of the challenges that we we touched upon i mean there are certain fundamental challenges of mental health there is obviously the inclusivity challenge which we are talking about right now so there are certain communities because of the social and cultural environment that we exist in societal and cultural environment that we exist in have been ostracized for a while and which is which has led to certain stresses that we call as defined as minority stresses that have led to creating more mental health issues for these minority communities so lgbtq community for example faces there so so people from the community face more mental health issues in terms of depression in terms of anxiety suicidal thoughts substance abuse relapse issues uh, than somebody who's not from the community and that's because of certain certain processes like uh, that they have to go through like bullying that could be acts of physical violence that they might go through in a 
which in a space that is obviously safe, ideas around concealing and hiding their true identity, obviously uh, internalized homophobia, thoughts of internalized homophobia, or even in a workplace, thoughts of being rejected for who they are. Those are certain stresses that act on, on people from the community day in and day out. And these stresses are actually, if you think about it, they're very additive. Like they're over and above what 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 people who are not from the community face. Like you might have an exam stress, you might have stress, uh, you might have a stressful relationship with your parents. So these stresses are over and above the stresses, and they they are actually chronic. So they're they're always around you. And for us, well, evolve now. Uh, when we look at evolve as solving for mental health for specifically the men uh, for the lgbt community we've realized at the base level we need to create a safe space for people from the community to come and be themselves and be their authentic selves so uh, what we've done is we've spent a lot of time creating the design of the app in a manner where that um provides a virtual safe space so uh, the elements the ui ux the the, the language maybe we will show that some of the microaggressions that that people in the community face outside when they go out in the world those are those are something those are base level those are very fundamental level changes and the bar is so low i mean what we've realized when we when we're building world is that the bar for for creating mental health solutions for the community is so low there are no products that exist right now that even when we have done certain base level uh, additions to the app and we've created certain therapies of people in the community we're getting so much love and and it scares me at times because right now it's we just scratched the surface and there's such a long way to go for us and that's our honest mission as well so we are on this journey to and and it's going to be a long one i'm sure and we we are hiring researchers we're collaborating with with people from different parts of the world who are, who are building research on on mental on the intersection of mental health and lgbtq to really uh, build out our product as well and and i mean i'm very i'm very excited to 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 see that uh the possibility of creating an impact a real impact in somebody's life and that keeps me super charged yes. so like you mentioned that there are some extra stressors extra factors that individuals from the lgbtq community go through than others so i would just like to mention that within the community itself there is a very diversified individual so some people might be struggling with their sexuality and have facing issues like homophobia or internalized homophobia whereas people on the gender spectrum would be facing totally different issues they might be struggling with themselves with gender dysphoria as well but one factor that is common for all one need that is common for all is requirement of safe space we all need a space where we can be authentically ourselves where we need not hide ourselves and be truly who we are so it's really great to know that evolve provides that virtual safe space to the individuals so as we are talking about the queer community so in initial stages uh, evolve was not geared towards the lgbtq plus community however now it is to create inclusive platform for all so what motivated you to bring these radical changes addressing these specifications of the lgbtq community 
and what in your view are some measures we can implement in the long run to bring about the inclusivity addressing uh, say mental health in particular i think for us uh, we've been on this journey for approximately one and a half years uh, and i think uh, when we look at our journey uh, and some of the things that we have taken and the one that you just mentioned happened because uh one year from one year back we were testing with with certain communication because of the pride month and we were testing with uh with iconography uh and suddenly the lights that our numbers completely changed and we saw a sudden influx of of users and uh, we reached out to them to set up user calls and we realized that there was this there was this uh unmet need in terms of uh what they were going through and what they were sharing with us uh and 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 we realized that there was there was nothing for 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 people in the community specifically there was there was a there were no apps or there were no technology products and that's when we realized um there hey this could be something that we could focus on but what we did after that was we kept testing even after uh, the pride month uh, last year we kept continuing with our iconography we kept uh, uh, we we started making changes in the app we started doing our primary research we started looking at some of the numbers and what we saw was hey this is a real problem the number of people who are self identifying uh as part of the lgbtqi plus community is about 1 in 5 in gen z so the problem is huge right there was a lot of research to say how there was an existing extra stressor that we talked about previously called minority stress that existed for people in the community so we said hey the problem is real there's nobody solving for it as such uh let's let's spend some time and focus in on that and so that was how we decided to to start first our test then build the hypothesis and then finally uh say that hey let's spend more energy time effort go deeper into the problem and and and, and then and solve for it so that's the first part of the uh, the question can you repeat the second part of the question that you had so in your views what are the measures we can implement in the long run to bring about the inclusivity for the community addressing mental health in particular i think this one is a larger societal and cultural challenge that needs to be addressed a lot of the mental health issues are creeping because of the all pervasive stressors due to uh due to opinions around us due to due to the society uh and the political situations and and some of the laws and the microaggressions that we face in that environment i think a lot of it has to do with our social cultural environment and as we see progress as we push the boundaries on on being we are in the our authentic sense day in and day out and uh unabashedly so unashamedly so as well uh i think those would be uh i think those are some of the uh, directions that we need to go in as is 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 the society as well our end goal would be that we would not need 
an evolve that has to focus on specifically on the lgbtq community we, that is that is not what we what we want to foresee as well we we want to be in a place where people don't need the app at all yes i think at this point of time this is what i would say uh, i i don't know what else to add here right now yes uh, so like you said that one of the just 20% of the gen z identify as part of the lgbtq community and if we talk about india that is a huge huge number and it could be even higher since there are many individuals who are still in the closet who are not self accepted or told anybody else yet uh, just a caveat naman the one on five numbers actually uh, in the us okay Uh, there is no such survey, and that was a survey done by Gallup in 2021. Uh, I mean, in India, there is no such survey that's been done. I don't foresee any of these surveys happening in India at least for now. I mean, it would be interesting to know these numbers in India as well. Yes, the survey was from USI. Okay, but I'm pretty sure the numbers might be along the similar lines for India. Uh, the the point that we talked about for the second part, which is acceptance. So, what we need is acceptance from our family, from our friends, from the society. Uh, there has been uh, surveys, there have been reports which suggest that LGBTQ youth who report having at least one accepting adult was forty percent less likely to report a suicide attempt. And uh, that is a very significant result from this. I think yes, acceptance is something we all need to work towards. So that's it's been a great discussion. Coming towards the end, what advice would you like to give to students who are currently in college and who aspire to try something unconventional? And are there any tips, resources, or strategies that you would recommend to someone who wants to work along a similar career trajectory as yours? I. i i feel like uh, some of these career trajectories i i believe that these career trajectories are very very personal uh, i i feel like build your own career trajectory do not follow career trajectories because following career trajectories is overrated um, it's it's creating your own path because you really don't know where your path is going to take you so like a lot of us know through our gut instinct what we want to do or where our paths are going to take us so just follow your gut instinct believe that hey, things will work out because like steve jobs said dots do connect when you look back i mean you will be able to you will never be able to con- like connect these dots when you're going forward you will just have to follow your gut instinct and and when you look back they would somehow seem to connect i mean i've had a short career of 10 years now uh, and and even in those 10 years i can see some semblance of dots some of my dots and my decisions connecting uh, and a story forming for me but but i mean i have i feel like given that our retirement retirement dates are as high as 70 or 75 also these days we have a long career just I think be yourself and find your own paths and be comfortable with those. Yes, Uts, that's a very interesting take on this. Yeah. While, while it makes sense to listen to what others are doing, 
in the end, it's always best to follow your own heart. Because you will, you will never be able to, you will never be able to aim somebody else's career trajectories because you have a different story, right? Your story, they, I mean, why be somebody else's? You can be yourself. Yes, like you said, uh, that was a great story we heard of yours today. So that concludes this episode. Uh, we are all grateful to you for taking the time to our podcast. I'm confident that our listeners will gain a lot from this episode. I really enjoyed talking to you, Rohan. Uh, thank you for sharing your valuable insights. Uh, Thanks, Aman. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure to share my story uh, and and like chat with you guys. Thanks. Thank you all the listeners for taking the time. To listen to this episode, we will see you next time. Here we go.